0: السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين awalina والسلام على wa الاولين والاخرين ورحمة الله للعالمين سيدنا محمد wa اله وصحبه اجمعين اما بعد my dear brothers and sisters may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept your efforts and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us together on Jannatul Firdaus and before that on the howl of our beloved Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. As you know, our beloved Prophet Muhammad was the best in everything. And today I would like to highlight how he was the best father. The best father and the best educator. And this is not gonna be only from the sirah of the Prophet but it's gonna be also From the Quran and from the stories of the prophets Quickly in what the time allows It's a very very long topic And it needs hours and hours to cover First Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Tells us in the Quran That two things Make this world beautiful for people What are these two things? Wealth, money and Children المال والبنون زينة الحياة Dunya. Wealth and children are the adornment of this worldly life It is what makes life worth living for anyone And it is something that transcends religious and culture It doesn't matter what religion you follow, what culture you are from Everybody likes money and everybody likes children And this applies to Muslims also. The difference is between your love of money and your love of children is anybody can figure out? For money, it is never too much, you always look for more. The Prophet says, لَوْ كَانَ آدم مِّن ذَهَبٍ ثانية. And in another report, مِّن ذَهَبٍ لهما ثلاثة. If the son of Adam has two valleys of gold, which is basically you have gold and money that is enough for you and for hundreds generations to come after you to live, you still look for the third one. وَإِنَّهُ لِحُبِّ الْخَيْرِ لَشَدِيدٍ أهيومز. For the love of goodness. The word khayr Arabic means goodness. But it's also used in the sense of money. Do you have khayr means do you have money? So Allah says, son of Adam, children of Adam, for in their love for money, they are extreme. You don't have boundaries. You never, even if you have 100 million pounds. I need more. 100 billion, still. But for children, when you have two or three, alhamdulillah, that's more than enough. Let's suffice with this. However, your love of your child is more than the love of money. Any normal parent, if their child has a problem or needs a surgical operation or their life in danger, he would spend every single penny until he restores the life or the health of his child. So these are the two things that make life worth living for people in general, and obviously for people who have iman like us, alhamdulillah, it is also applicable. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us this very clearly in the Quran. He is the one who made us. khalaqa wa al al doesn't he know what he has created, and he is he is all the subtle, he's the all subtle. He is the all knowing, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So he programmed you, and he knows what is your pros and cons, what you love and what you don't love, and he is the one who put all the good and the bad inclinations and desires inside you. So he's telling you this is what you are after in the dunya, and we find many cases where people who are wealthy, or even people who are poor, they don't have children, and they keep going to this doctor, to this sheikh, to this person, for children, and they spend thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of pounds on this, to get just one child. So, alhamdulillah, Allah has blessed us with with children, for most of us, alhamdulillah, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the responsibility to look after these children, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised us a reward if we do this, and one of the hadith in which the Prophet ﷺ says that only one of three things will benefit you after your death. When you come to an end, obviously all of your good deeds will come to an end. So you will not be given any further reward for the good deeds that you have worked in the dunya except of three things. One of these is walat salih yadu'ula, a righteous child. Allah didn't say, or the Prophet ﷺ didn't say a child who makes dua for you. No, it's, it must needs to be a righteous child, because this is your legacy. The child is righteous most likely because you brought him up well. You made du'a for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to make the child righteous. Hence, the Prophet says in another hadith, "Wa waladul مِنْ imin amali." And the other two things, when you give a continuous charity, going charity, or when you leave behind some beneficial knowledge, this is what you have done. But if your son does some good deeds, this has nothing to do with you. The Prophet says, no, it has everything to do with you because your son is part and parcel of your good deeds. Obviously, when I say son, I mean also daughter. So, it is your responsibility to look not only for a child, but also for a righteous child. And let's look at the prophets. Ibrahim, he was about 83 years of age. And Allah didn't give him any children. Unlike any human being, he likes to have an inheritor, a child. So what was his dua? Oh, Allah, give me a child? No. رَبِّ مِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ Oh, Allah, grant me of the righteous. A righteous child. Not just a child. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the glad tidings with two children and a grandson as well. فَبَشَّرْنَاهُ بِغُلَامٍ Halim. We gave him the gladness of a forbearing child. The, for, the child who is described in the Quran as Halim is Ismail. And another ayah, and we gave him the gladness of a knowledgeable child. And the word, عليم, which means knowledgeable, refers to Ishaq. In the third ayah, and we give him the gladness of Ishaq and a child after Ishaq called Yaqub, obviously that means a grandchild. So Ibrahim salam did not only receive the glad ties of a child, but of two righteous children and a grandson as well. So the child who is not yet born will grow up and will get married and will get a son who will be Ibrahim's grandson. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <coughs> granted him these righteous children. Let's look at the story of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Why أَرْفَعُوا إِبْرَاهِيمُ Ibrahim Nuna Ismail Alayhi grew to give hand to his father. Allah commanded them to build the Kaaba. And when they were building the Kaaba, they were making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What was the dua? Many things, but one of these dua is what? Regarding their offspring. Huh? ربنا وبعث فيهم فِيهِمْ منهم مِّنْهُمْ عليهم آياتك آيَاتِكَ الكتاب والحكمة ويزكيهم. ديسين. ويدرفع إبراهيم القواعد من البيت وإسماعيل ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم. و oh Allah accept from us. You are the all hearing. You are the all knowing. ربنا وجعلنا مسلمين لك. و oh Allah make us who إبراهيم وإسماعيل people who submit their word to you Muslims to you. وَمِن ذُرِّيَّتِنَا أُمَّةً And also among of our offspring, our progeny. Make them a nation that is Muslim, that is submissive to you. So always when Ibrahim and Ismail and their offspring are making dua, they will make dua not only for themselves, but also for the children and for their offspring. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says regarding this family that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will exalt their mention. What is the when you make the shahud, the durood at the end? What do you say, Allah ma salli ala Muhammad wa ala Ali Muhammad. Oh Allah send peace and blessings upon Muhammad and the family of Muhammad, like what? Like you have sent peace and blessings upon Ibrahim and the family of Ibrahim, and he is the role model for all the prophets who came after him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about Ibrahim alayhi salam, wa tarakna alayhi fil akhireen. And we have exalted his mention among later generations. Because he was not concerned about himself only, but he was concerned about his offspring as well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And we made prophethood and revelation exclusive to his progeny, to the progeny of Ibrahim alayhi salam. O oh Allah, make our offspring, who are not yet born. They are not there. Ismail didn't have any, he was a boy at that time. He didn't have any children. But he is making, Oh Allah, make my offspring, a nation, a group that is submitting to you, that is Muslim to you. And then show us all, us and our offspring, our rituals. And forgive us. And then, later on, in the same surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that شُهَدَاءِ اِذْ, حضر يعقوب الموت إذ were you there when death came to Jacob to Ya'qub alayhi salam, who is the son of Ishaq, who is the son of Ibrahim alayhi salam? What was his advice? Normally, people when they are dying, yeah, I have two houses and two wives and two children. Give that house to that child, give that car to that boy, give that house to that girl. That is what people are after. But this was not the, the concern of Yaqub alayhi salam. When he said to his children, Who are you going to worship after me? This is the main concern. They said, What? We worship your Lord and the Lord of your fathers, Ibrahim, Isha, Ismail, and Ishaq, as one true Lord. Allah says, Tilka qad khala. These are the generations that have passed away. They will get what they have earned, and you will get what you have earned, but you need to follow the legacy. Ibrahim alayhi salam, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the glad ties, اني إِمَامًا I'm appointing you as imam. Imam meaning leader to mankind. What was his response? Qala wa min what about my offspring? There is no one in the world that you like to be better than you except your child. And this is a fact. The only person that you will feel happy to see him better than you and surpassing you and everything is your own child. Many people are, you are not happy to see your cousin or even brother better than you. Even though you may accept this as a fact of life, but had it been in your control, you would have reversed it. But the only person whom you feel deeply happy from your heart that he is better than you and you want him to become more and more bitter is your child. Hence, if you like to go to the Jannah, if you like Allah to be pleased with you, why don't you like the same for your child? All of us are keen on giving our children very good secular education. You may take them to a very private school and pay them 14,000-15,000 a year, and you buy them a house. Okay, that's as long as it's from halal source. Alhamdulillah, that is not bad. But if this is your only concern, or this your main concern, I've come across so many parents who don't mind paying 25, 30 pounds per hour for a math teacher or science teacher to teach their child one hour. But when you come to them, okay, pay 30 pounds a month for the mosque. No, that's too much. And when it comes to the normal school, they are very regular. When it comes to the mosque, they don't bring the children in. And their job is only a taxi driver. Drop the child, collect the child. In between, they don't know what happened and at home, they don't ask, what did you learn today? Because this is something secondary to them. But believe me, my dear brother, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has assigned you with this task. We got in the Quran also the story of Zakariya, salam, Zakariya when he entered upon Maryam and he found there is good with her. How could you get this Maryam? She says, it's from Allah. Even though he is a prophet and he knows that this is from Allah and he knows everything. But it clicked in his mind at that time. If Allah can give Maryam the fruits of winter and summer, and the fruits of summer in winter, then obviously Allah can give me, even though he knows this very well, a child when I'm too old, and when my wife is also barren. So he made dua, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted him a child. But he didn't ask for a child. He asked it for a righteous child. wa وَيَرِثُ Why do I want a child? Not because I love children, which is quite justifiable that you like children but why do you want a child zakaria يرثني ويرث من آل يعقوب رب to inherit my legacy to manage the children of israel after i die and to inherit the legacy of the people of yaqub and oh allah make him a righteous pleasing child so the prophets and their followers were not after children. They were after righteous children. And when you are after this, Allah will give you what you like. In the Quran, "Rabbana min Oh, Allah grant us of our spouses and of our offspring that which is pleasing to our eyes. So you need something that is pleasing to you in that which brings you the pleasure of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala may Allah be pleased with us all jazakallahu khairan assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah alhamdulillah rabbil alamin lam yazal fi 'ulahi samiyya qatratun min faydhi 'atayah tamla'u al-ardh riya wa nazratun bi 'ayni ridahi taj'alu al-kafira waliya الصلاه والسلام على اكرم خلق الله محمد بن عبد الله وعلى اله وصحبه ومن والاه ثم اما بعد my dear brothers and sisters may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from you all and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you health wealth and righteous children amen ya rab al and give you success in the dunya and prosperity in the akhirah Amin. back to our topic of children parents work hard to guarantee a good life for their children and this is part of your duties to provide for your children but what if you provide for them the worldly needs and you don't care or you give very minimal attention to the akhirah needs have you fulfilled your responsibility particularly when you are living in a very open community full of evils and full of temptations and it is very easy for the child and for the adult as well to fall a victim for these t- temptations drugs are everywhere pornography is everywhere People around our children are all dating, womenizing, doing alcohol. So, a child asks themselves, why not me? If they don't have a strong Muslim identity, through which they know that they are different from others, and there is a higher authority than the parents, and than the society, than the government, that will take them into account and ask them on the Day of Judgment, why you did this wrong, and you will pay for the wrong that you have done, and you will be rewarded for the good you have done, then simply, brothers, we cannot keep our children in check. If you tell them, don't do this, I'm your father, I'm telling you. This is circular logic. You need to have a higher authority. And the only higher authority after you is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the children need to be brought up on the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the very young age. And this actually starts before they are born. When you ask Allah to grant you a righteous child, we mentioned the story of Prophet Ibrahim when Allah told him, I will appoint you as a leader for humanity. The answer was, what about my offspring? Oh Allah, grant me of the righteous. And save me and my children from worshiping idols. When he was Leaving his new baby and his fragile wife in the middle of the desert, he was making du'a facing the qibla. What was the du'a? رَبَّنَا لِيُقِيمُ فَاجْعَلْ أَفْئِدَةً مِنَ النَّاسِ تَهُوِي إلَيْهِمْ Oh Allah, in order for my children to establish the prayer, to worship You, let the hearts of people crave towards them, long towards them, give them company so they can survive. What he wants them to survive? First of all, in order to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Again, his grandchild, Yaqub, when he is dying, what was advice to the children? Who are you going to worship after me? رَبَّنَا وَجْعَلْنَا مُسْلِمَيْنِ لَكَ Oh Allah, make us Muslims to you. And so, make our offspring a nation that is submissive to you. You have the beautiful advice of Luqman in the Quran. What was the first advice? أَقِمِ الصَّلَاةَ وَأَمُرْ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ Oh, my son, establish the prayer. Ya لَا تُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ My son, do not associate partners with Allah. So, the faith-based upbringing, planting in them the heart of a believer from a very young age, is your responsibility. And number one step to establish this is being a role model to them. Simply brothers, if you are doing something haram and then you tell yourself, child, don't do this. But simply, even if he doesn't reply to you, okay, if you're doing it, why ask me not to do it? How come you tell your child, go and pray in the masjid when you yourself do not pray in the masjid except in Jum'ah or in Eid? How come you tell your child, don't smoke while you're smoking? Think about it, my, my dear brother. You are actually giving them a double-faced button that will take them towards evil rather than will guide them. Because children learn through copying and through imitating. So be concerned about the well-being of your children in the akhirah before you are concerned with the well-being of your children in the dunya. alhamdulillah. The Prophet وسلم, tells us, my dear brothers and sisters, that... We are caretakers. In the literal words of the hadith, we are like shepherds, and people whom we are looking after are like the sheep to the shepherd. The point in common here obviously, there is no sheep and there is no shepherd, the boat is coming. The point in common is responsibility. You are the caretaker. رَاعٍ وَكُلُّكُمْ مَسْؤُولٌ Every single person of you is a caretaker, is a shepherd. And every single person of you will be taken into account for their flock or for what they are looking after. Then the Prophet mentioned the main position or the most important position of the ruler, who is managing the entire nation, after that straight away who comes? The man is a caretaker in his household and Allah will ask him about what he is looking after and the woman is a caretaker in her husband's house and she will be questioned about what she is looking after. So this is an amana that Allah has given to you and you have to answer for it. The first step, my dear brothers, is to be a rule model yourself. As I said, the second is to give your resources, or the greatest part of your resources towards toward giving your child a righteous upbringing. And part of this is you educate your child. Yes, you, you send them to the mosque, yes, maybe take them to an Islamic school, but this is not enough, my dear brothers. This is not the magic cure or magic solution. You have to be a teacher to your own child through your own actions first. Sit, dedicate one hour a day, for example, or even half an hour, or three times a week if you can, sit with the children, discuss our ayah from the Quran, give them some uh, moral lessons, this is the best way of teaching your child outsourcing education is not as good as when you do it yourself my dear brother and the first thing you need to look up is that they have faith in their heart they love allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their heart then look at the physical action starting with salah inshallah and when you do this allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you the full reward and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make your child an apple of your eye inshallah so I conclude with this, no matter how we do, there is no guarantee that our children will be good. So you're always, in addition to doing your part, need to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make your children good. And to make your children righteous. We have stories in the Quran where Prophet Nuh, for example, his child didn't believe in him and he died as a kafir. And we have many stories in the Quran. And from our own life, you got a father who's giving her three children. One of them is bad, one is average, one is very good. Even though they're being given the same upbringing. Why? Simply because it is ultimately in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of the things you need to do is always make dua. For the well-being of your children. Honestly, my dear brothers and sisters, if you are not making dua for your children, why do you ask Allah to, Why do you expect Allah to make them good? When you yourself is not asking Allah to make them good, don't miss a prayer unless you have a dua in that prayer to your children. If you don't make dua for them, then you either don't like them, which is not the case, or Allah is not in your mind which is most likely. So Allah is the ultimate guide. So do your part, make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then leave it in the hands of Allah. At least if Allah asks you on the day of judgment, then you say, oh Allah, I gave them the best upbringing I have and I keep making dua to you. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah, will look after you and look after your children. May Allah guide us all and guide us to that which is pleasing to him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant our children the proper upbringing and the guidance. Amin Ya Rabbal Alameen. Allahumma, gafir lana dhunubana wa israfana fi amrina wa thabit ala lhaqq aqdamana wa ala a'dainana Allahumma, ajalna mimin da'aaka fajabtah wa istahdaaka fahadaytah wa istansaraka fanasartah wa taaba ilayka faqabiltah Allahumma, tahir quloobana min alnifaaq وأعمالنا من الرياء والسنتنا من الكذب وعيوننا من الخيانة إنك تعلم خائنة الأعيون وما تخفي الصدور ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم صلي وسلم على محمد في الأولين وصلي وسلم على سيدنا محمد في الآخرين وصلي وسلم على سيدنا محمد في كل وقت وحين أقول ما تسمعون وأستغفر الله لي ولكم أقم الصلاة